Elon, and welcome to the substitutes. I'll be your host, Cameron Theron. Joining me is Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Walker, who is an Arsenal fan. Dylan, on, who is a Crystal Palace fan. Dylan and I are two for two in the pod. We've made two. <laughs> so today we'll look at the Carabao Cup first legs uh, from the Liverpool Fulham and the Chelsea Middlesbroughs. We'll also take a look at the game week 21 we have up ahead, which is two weeks long. Uh, we'll also look at Walker and Andrew's team of the season so far. Uh, they worked in last week. And also just some questions from uh, our Instagram account. So first we'll tap into a little Liverpool 2, Fulham 1. I'll go ahead and let Andrew take it away since he is the Liverpool latte. Yeah, so uh, definitely it actually was a good start from Liverpool for the first 10 or 12 minutes. We looked really intent and uh, – we're pressing really well. It looked like we were going to get a goal early. Um, and Fulham really didn't have anything going forward until that winning goal. And after that, it really gave them something to defend. And they just sat behind the ball and they defended really well for the rest of the first half. And to be fair to them, they defended well enough where Liverpool didn't even really create anything else really after their goal in the first half. Um, the start in the second half was decent for Liverpool, um, and you knew that Liverpool would have most of the ball during that game, especially with Fulham going 1 0 up. But um, with the subs of Gakpo and Nunez coming on, they looked, uh, they definitely injected some life into the game. Curtis Jones, I think, has been one of my standout players in the season. He's been uh, really, really good, and I think kind of an unsung hero of this team. But he, uh, he was able to score, even though it was via deflection. You gotta, you gotta shoot him to score. So um, it looked right after he he scored that that there was going to be only one winner in that game. And I mean, only four minutes later, Gakpo scores. And uh, I honestly thought, and I hope that we were going to go and push on and get another one or two just to give us a little bit more cushion for that second leg because an away game at Craven Cottage can be difficult, especially with only a one goal lead. But uh, I mean, still, to get out of that game when we didn't play our best with no Salah, no Endo, no Shabazzai, um, I think um, it was still a good result and gives us a good chance at getting to a final and being able to win a trophy. So, no complaints, but, yeah, another another game, another win. Yeah, just checked. Also, uh, this must be Curtis Jones, you know, little uh, EFL cup that he's running because he's got three goals and four starts. So, He's obviously, you know, producing the goods for Liverpool in the EFL Cup. Um, do we, Walker, Dylan, do you want to touch on it at all? Or is that good for you, Lot? I mean, care about like, Cup, man. Who cares? Energy Dream Cup. Yeah. <laughs> really could care less, man. It's we'll like... definitely touch on the FA Cup. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's just a little bit of... <laughs> um, Who even cares, man? Yeah, I think the biggest thing was is once Gakpo and uh, Nunez got on, it was, I think it was bang bang right after they got on. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Bob I didn't. Was- I didn't tune in, but I could. T- I heard that. I mean, from what I could tell, Nunez kind of came in and brought some life to the game. Low energy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just a freight train running around. Yeah, chaos ball. Yeah, chaos ball. I think Bleacher Report posted something and said that. Yeah. Exactly. Leno, Leno actually had one great, great save on him where he did everything right in terms of a wide ball coming in. And it was actually on his left, and it was about, I'd say, shin height, and he opened up his foot and uh, his left foot and 
was on target, but Leno made a great save. But he uh, he actually got both assists for both Curtis Jones and uh, I mean Curtis Jones. It's not like he put the ball on a plate or anything new. But, I mean they all count the same. Yeah. But with Gagpo's, it was really good work on the left and uh, was able to put a ball and find his man. So yeah, I mean he's not finishing like obviously we'd like him to, but I mean he's still making an impact. So you he's, can't. You can't. He's got the him. most assists on the year yeah. now for Liverpool, right? Yeah, and, uh, I think Salah's sitting on eight right now. He, um, he's actually tied most in the Prem right now. Um, I think with Ollie Watkins um, for assists. But uh, yeah, besides that, I mean Nunez is—he's always causing havoc. That one. <clears throat> do we think Liverpool cruise, or do we think you know with only a one goal advantage going to going to the college, it's going to be a tough game for them? I say two zero Liverpool. I think it takes them. I think it takes them about sixty-five minutes to get the goal, though. But then they kind of just floodgates. Yeah, if I think in that game, honestly, I actually could see Fulham uh, kind of getting undone quickly. It'll go either one or the other, but they're going to come out. I feel like at home and try and get the fans on their side from the start and go real aggressive, and it could work out in their favor with that first fifteen minutes. They get a goal and they get the crowd behind them, and they could go on and push us all the way for sure but i think that leaves them real vulnerable at times too and that with our attack and everything it could be one of those games where in the first 20 minutes we're two we're one or two nil up and almost the tie's done but it could be completely vice versa where they're putting all the pressure and up the crowd behind us but um it's just one of those ties where i think marco silva will go for it especially at home only down a goal if you would have asked him i think before the game um, and said, would you take a 2-1? And it kind of gives his team the fact that they were able to get a goal, gives them some confidence going in to the next couple weeks. So, yeah. Dylan, you got anything? Yeah. I mean, if I was a Fulham fan, I'd. it's almost the best-case scenario. I mean, it's all to play for still in the second leg, and it's they the most – a chance. It's the most, like, it's the most realistic chance they'll come away with any silverware. I doubt they – find their way through the FA Cup and even yeah. make it to Wembley in that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they're yeah. safe mid-table. Like, they're not in any danger, so might as well risk it and yeah. go for yeah. it. Well, there's the like time. They're fun, fun side to watch. Wish we didn't have to beat them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. We'll move on to Chelsea, nil, Middlesbrough, one. Wish you were here for this one. Yeah, yeah. no, Decided to say he's got power out. Oh, power, power issues. Power issues are. Yeah, Middlesbrough shot Chelsea in the first round after a first half goal. Even though Chelsea had a 2.17 expected goal, they could not get the ball over the line. Um, I think from the group chat, I didn't really watch any of the game, but Owen was very upset with how many chances players miss. But um, do we think Chelsea will be able to get the job done over the line at home? Down 1 0. I think they do in extra time. I think it's going to be like they win 1-0 and then they might win it in extra time or penalties, but I don't think it's going to be a route by any means. I mean, it's just same old story with them. They just don't have anyone that can finish. Cole Palmer, he didn't have his game, and it's like almost for them to get a result, he needs to be flying in the moment. And without him, they're just – I mean, they're, they're lost. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just my kind of thought on it. I thought, um, Potch, I was watching it 
I watched about the first 60 minutes of it, but uh, I saw they took Madueke off, and I was kind of surprised on that because he looked like probably the most threatening player alongside Palmer from what I watched. So I thought that was a really weird decision. Sterling played horrible that whole game from what I saw. So I don't know why he was still on the field. But And Broya, when he came on, he did not look sharp. He just looked kind of nunez without the pace and strength. Just kind of donkey-ish. <laughs> Pretty good. Walker, want to touch on it real quick, like? Uh I mean, I was working, so I didn't catch most of it. But I, from what I saw, I, I mean, Nani did look probably the most threatening player on Chelsea by, I mean, by a country mile, really. I mean, he was flying down that right side. I mean, there, that left back was struggling against him. I like um, him. I think he's a, he's a player. I don't know why he hadn't gotten. I, I mean, starts I think. Yeah, I think the issue with him, at least from what I can tell, is he just doesn't have the end product, which isn't saying much because no one on the Chelsea squad at the moment, other than Cole Palmer, has any sort of finishing touch. So it's like, why not try it out? Yeah, I think he's Um, had two in his last two. Um, Before that, the Prem, he scored against... uh, Scored against Luton. Luton. Yeah, yeah, and then I can't remember. Yeah, that was a good finish. Yeah, yeah, it was a great Real goal. quick, Dylan, you think they're going to go through, yes or no? They should. They should. They should. Okay. That's, yes a safe, no. that's a safe answer, Dylan. Um, <laughs> you got to lay it on the line here. I think, dude, I, I want to be different. I want to say uh goes to penalties. Cole Palmer yeah. steps up, fourth penalty. Hey, wide. I like it, I like it. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, it, you know, it's funny actually. Chelsea play Fulham at the Bridge, and they both got obviously the second leg that they both have to worry about now. So I, I wonder what the lineups are gonna look like for one this weekend. Um, but I do think Chelsea get it done. I think they'll probably at least score to push it to extra time. If they don't get extra time. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'll come probably down to penalties, and I, I mean, think they Chelsea just can't will win. finish. <laughs> yeah, but I think just the home crowd will get it done. Um, and you know then what's we'll... crazy? What? You know, it's crazy about Chelsea and how bad they are at finishing. You know it's it. You know it's it. You know it's it. United, <laughs> no, no, we like it. We like it. We like. It. <laughs> They're the bottom three of everything. So that's right. <laughs> I mean, still in seventh though. Yeah, still above Chelsea. Um. Do we think that if they don't go through, do you think that Chelsea will be Chelsea at Sackham? Yes or no? I mean, at least me, yeah. With how I mean, with how bad he's been so far, I just don't see this being the reason he gets sacked. Especially because I think Liverpool would beat them in either way. So it's like I could see them doing it, but I just don't really know what manager they would go after. Yeah, I mean, there, there really is no managers on the market really that are out of a job. I mean, there's some young managers like Xabi Alonso and stuff, but he's not going to go into a club like Chelsea. I mean, there's, you know, in Spain and in Germany and stuff, there are some good younger managers and stuff, but no one really established a, a club like Chelsea could call and be like, this is the guy who's immediately going to improve us. So, Super Frank. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't even put it past that. Just a third round in the rest of the season. How about Potter, dude? Grand Potter. Yeah. Maybe a cheeky Wayne Rooney. Yeah, they, it seems oh like the people God. that are all out of a job are just people that Chelsea have fired. So. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, what do you think? 
What's it called? Well, I've got this tweet from Opta Joe that I saw and bookmarked for this. It was Chelsea's first time they've lost a League Cup match against a side from a lower division since October 1999. So if he follows up and loses the whole tie, if he loses both legs, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pre that's pre Roman money. I think if you, I think if you, even if they don't go through, if they draw. They lose on penalties, something like that. He'll keep it. But if they lose outright at home, he's got to get a quick question. Is, is Nagelsmann, does he have a uh, – is he out? He's out the national he's, team. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is probably. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> and now we are moving on to the Premier League. We're going to game week 21. Um, we'll first start and we'll do it pretty quickly here. Burnley hosts Luton um, in a massive relegation fight. Luton win. They can go out of the bottom three until Everton play if Everton win. Uh, Burnley with the win can go one point off Luton into 18th. Or who is in 18th and Luton will still have that game in hand that they did not get the finish against Bournemouth. Uh, in the reverse fixture, Burnley won 2-1. to one. Um We'll just touch on it real quick. A uh, little score prediction in the game. Uh, and if Luton does go on to win against Burnley, since Burnley are at home, do we think Vincent Company has to go? Dylan, go ahead. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be, honestly, one of the matches of the weekend. I think it's going to have a little bit of everything. It's gonna I think be, they're going to go, go for Yeah, it. they have to. I mean, if you don't yeah, – you, it's a massive – three points you can pick up here to really either confirm that somebody else is that much, like they have that much more to climb to get out of the zone or Luton can propel themselves out of it for the meantime and not be under as much pressure. And yeah. I mean, experience life outside of the relegation zone in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. It's massive. Massive for them. All right, Walker, real quick. Uh, uh, and if company goes, if they lose, uh, I think uh, I think Burnley sneak out of this game with I think probably another two one win. Uh, and I don't I don't think that this is really a big. I mean I don't really think whether Burnley goes down or or whatever happens with the Burnley season. I think pretty it was pretty obvious uh, beginning of the year they knew it was probably going to be a yo yo for the most part. I mean everyone really thought at the beginning of the season. Those the three that came up are going straight back down. Um, so I think I think they trust him. I mean, they dominated the uh, the championship, and they had to get a couple new signings. So I think you know maybe I think there's a little bit of leeway. They've looked bright, unlike unlike uh, you know Sheffield United, and I think Luton's only really looked great at home, just because they're just grunging out games. So. I, I agree. Yeah, I think uh, I think Burnley get it done. Um, I think uh, I kind of want to say comfortably. I'm gonna go three one. I think Luton just can't play outside their their home. Um, I think that company's days. You know, he'll win this game, but then it'll go right back into after they lose one more. You know, his days are numbered. So I don't know. I don't really know companies. I think the way company plays is more of a style for a big team compared to a way that Burnley needs to play to try and stay up. I think he wants to pass a little too much compared to just trying to get the win. 
or a point or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go uh, Burnley win. Uh, I'm going to go with actually a Luton win. I don't think Burnley are very well, very good. I mean, I'm, I'm like their wide players, but it seems like they're constantly rotating them. Uh, that guy, Coley Oshum, the American born, I know he plays for Italy, but, uh, he, he's a good player, and they've got some pacey wingers and stuff, and Lyle Foster, he's he's all right. But um, I really just don't see – I've never – I haven't been convinced by Burnley yet, and I think they're a little naive in the way they play. Like like Gillen said, company has a pretty strict philosophy, and um, it's, it's gotten them into some trouble, and I think they play themselves into danger sometimes when you've got a Sean Dyche at Everton or whatever, and he tells you just to put his foot through it, I mean – it may not be the prettiest thing, but you've seen it. It gets you results. And I think company has been a little bit too stern at times. And just like Ange, and especially in the game against Chelsea, you can have a way that you want to play without wanting to lose almost. Um, you can still get a result in games when they're there. And you have to adapt when uh, situations arise. But, I mean, against Liverpool and stuff, they were – I mean, they – played into the press about five or six times where I was like, if I was the manager, I'm just telling the center back, put that in the corner flag. I mean, just, it seems a little naive at my point. So I'm going to go out of bio, gets on a couple of his paths. And, but I agree with what Dylan said. I think it could be a really open, good game, just with not the best quality in transition and with just being kind of a basketball game in the end. But I'm going to go 3 2 Luton. 3 2 Luton. All right. Goals below. Goals. Goal, goal fest, that one. All right, moving on. We've got Chelsea versus Fulham. Uh, two teams that probably have an eye on another game instead of this one. Uh, looks like Lavian and Cuckoo are not fit again to play um, in the reverse fixture. Chelsea won 2-0 away at Fulham. If Chelsea do win, they could move up to 7th and not sit in 10th again for the 7th week in a row, it feels like, uh, with the win of two or more goals. Fulham able to jump Bournemouth for the time being if they do win. Uh, massive game for Potch after the Borough lost. And according to Owen, definitely on the hot seat. Um, I think I'm, I'll go ahead and start. I think it'll be kind of an interesting game, like I said, because I think that the two teams have an eye on another competition, especially because Fulham will definitely think that they can go for it against Liverpool at home. Chelsea, obviously, at home against Borough, just needing one goal to, you know, level a tie. Um, but I do think that Potch is kind of playing, like, right now, especially with the way Chelsea's ran and their fans are. He's playing it game by game, so I think that he needs to win this game. Um, so I'm going to go with a 2-0 win, like I said on the last podcast, I'm pretty sure. Um, and I think... That Potch isn't really on the hot seat. I think he's, you know, they're going to have to give him more time. There's not another manager out there. Um, but, yeah, I think that Fulham rests pretty heavily um, and gets focused for that Liverpool game to try and throw anything at it. But, yeah, I'm going to go Chelsea 2-0. Cole Palma, two goals, please. <laughs> Ref BL purposes. <laughs> um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Chelsea 2-0 as well. Um, I think that Potch is uh, – because realistically, it doesn't matter who Chelsea's putting out against Middlesbrough at home, they should be beating them. Um, it really doesn't get too too complicated. It's, it's that simple. Um, so I think that, honestly, he'll 
especially I like with what Cam said, I think that Fulham wrestling players going into, I think Harry Wilson gets to start for them. I think Pereira and uh, maybe even um, Harrison Reed, they'll get rest. They were, they were really good um, the other night, especially Harrison Reed, but I think they'll get rested. And uh, I think Potts will really want to use uh, that game as a confidence booster going into Middlesbrough and trying to get, his players just up for it and stuff and confident. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Chelsea 2 now. Walker? Um, I'm going to go uh, – I, I just don't see either team winning it. So, I'm going to go 1-1 draw. I just – neither of them are convincing, like, to me at all. I know it's going to come back to bite me. Honestly, I'm – Chelsea's going to come that. come to the – I'm going to that. Um, but I just – I don't find either of them convincing. And, I mean, I already talk, we already talked about the whole Potch situation in the, um, in the FA Cup. So, yeah. I think he's – I think he's chilling for now. I mean, until it gets really bad and the fans start kind of rioting, I think that's the only way that he really goes. All right, Bill? I think as – I think as long as Potch doesn't roll out one of his infamous four center back lineups that <laughs> – Chelsea should be able to walk out with a pretty comfortable two to one win, but they're so sketchy. They're so yeah. sketchy. Just while it's on my head, on the top of my head, I thought Levi Colwell was going to be a player. Man, he has looked. Shit. I don't donkey. Know He's a donkey at left back. Left back. I, yeah. I thought he was going to be like. I mean, like, when I thought he it was going to be him and. Tiago Silva and Tiago Silva kind of get eased out. Betty is she like? Because I, I think he's all right too. But I thought it was going to be like Cole Will is going to be like what Saliba has kind of like come up to be as like kind of the next thing to Van Dyke and stuff. Like I thought Cole Will like kind of had the potential to do that this season even, but he is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's I think he struggled also a little bit at left back. Yeah, but, I mean it definitely is that, but. but He's, he's still he's still got to be able to defend. I mean, it doesn't and matter. And guess what? He'll still get called up over Ben White. <laughs> well, that's pretty easy. Ben White can't defend. <laughs> okay, him. dude. Bug off. <laughs> moving on while we're at Bug it. Bug off. Uh, ben White somewhere, somewhere in a town in Ben Knight. <laughs> ben, yeah, we'll touch on Arsenal <laughs> later. <laughs> Newcastle. Host Man City. Uh, Newcastle going to seventh with the win. All City could go second, two points off the top. Um, which they will uh-huh. be <laughs> level on games now if because Liverpool don't play until the next weekend. Um, this will be KD, KDB's first game back. He's been in training. He played in the uh, FA Cup fixture. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he starts and at least plays 60, 75 minutes. Um, Holland also could play. Uh, he has been turning up for training. I haven't seen him in any training pictures. Um, in the reverse fixture, City won one nil in an edgy game. Um, and Eddie Howe, do you think that if they get blown away, that the fans will one get sick of it, and for two, um, you know, the board will they just kind of be like, it's time to move on? Uh, Walker, you want to go ahead and start? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I'll start off. Um, uh, start off with the uh, score. I think. Uh, it I, it really depends for me on uh, if KDB is back and if Holland is back. If the, both of those are back, I think it could be like a three 0 win to City. Um, but I feel like if one of those two 
are missing. Um, I think I think Newcastle could come away with a one 0 win. They're they're really tough at home, you know, and they know how to find results there. Um, and then about Eddie Howe, I just I just don't. I mean, there's no managers in the market. I don't see them trying to find someone else. And I mean, they have a very loyal fan base, and he's turned the club around big time. So I just don't see him turning on them or them turning on him so quickly, you know, with an injury ridden team. So. All right, Andrew, you want to touch on it real quick? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, like Walker said, Newcastle is a horrible place for any, any away team to go. But, uh, I think this could be a real, real kind of decider and like where the title leads. If city just go there and walk over them, like three, four, no, a statement win. I think that could really kind of scare Liverpool, all the other surrounding teams, and just be like, "That's that's kind of it, then." But if uh, if Newcastle do get a result or something, I think it really makes things really, really interesting in the league. And I mean, I don't know if y'all remember last year; it was like the first game of the season last year. It was uh, City at Newcastle, and Trippier scored a free kick and ended three three. It was one of the games of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but and you know Newcastle they they do get up for the big games especially at home i mean you saw against psg they, it's not like it's not like they can't do it um and city this year they look probably as vulnerable at the back as they've been in the last 3 4 years in my opinion um so i mean i think that is one of those that could go either way but um i'm going to go 3-1 city i'm going to go city score early kind of uh, Newcastle get back into it and hold on to about 60 minutes, and then it's just either KDB or Holland, one of them come on, and it's just they get <laughs> one, and Newcastle open up, and it's another. This game over. Um, also, I think Fod, he, he deserves a shout-out. He's been yeah. – I didn't pick him a uh, little preview as my t- in my team this season, <laughs> but he definitely deserves a shout-out. I think this is his best season he's had um, with KDB playing out. Or being out playing the ten and everything, I think he's been really good. And could kind of pick up those half spaces um, in that game and kind of start to run it. But Dylan, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel I think that Newcastle are going to find themselves chasing shadows. Yeah, I think City. I mean, they didn't lose anybody for Afcon or the Asian Games. They've had a nice little break to regroup. <laughs> KDB, I've heard that um, I heard that Pep already said that he's not going to play him from the start, and they're trying to like really manage his minutes and like ease him back in so they can make sure to have him for the more important games in the run-in. But okay. I mean, I still think they've got Doku back to fitness now. I think he could continue to pile on to Trippier's poor form. Dan okay. Byrne just cannot stay close to Bernardo Silva. I think I just think the city team poses a lot of trouble for the available, yeah, the team that Newcastle is available to select because yeah. they're having their own issues as well. And I don't think Eddie, same situation with Poch at Chelsea. I, there's no need to be rash and yeah, mm-hmm. pull him out of the job because there's nothing there's nothing better right now. So he'd still yeah. be able to rally the troops and salvage a good second half of the season, even if they get blown away or can't touch City, but I think City will have a pretty comfortable win and 
like everybody's worried about this might be the beginning of something some sort of yeah. long run that they go on yeah like Klopp uh, said uh KDB's back in all of England I'm gonna go pretty quick I'll go two nil city uh, I just don't I think that just starts some crazy run. I think Holland and KDB will come on in like the 65th minute. We've all um, seen it before. It's just this time yeah. of the year, they just kick into another gear and shatter dreams of everyone else. All right. Well, moving on, because I don't want to talk about them long. Uh, Everton play Villa. Everton hosts Villa. Um, Villa have a chance to sit level on points with Liverpool um, until next weekend when Liverpool play. Everton with the win can keep climbing out of the relegation zone, or not in the relegation zone, but right above it um, due, to the, due to their deduction. Um, real quick, we'll answer this, and then we'll do a score prediction. Uh, what would be more impressive, Everton staying up with their score or with their deduction or Villa making the top four? Walker. Uh uh, I, honestly, I'd probably say Everton. I mean, just the way that everyone thought. I mean, at the beginning of the season, I mean, they were looking horrendous. Um, and people were, like, questioning, are they going to be that one team that drops, that's been in the prim? Um, and, I mean, even last year, I mean, they barely – I mean, they scraped scraped their way through. Um, so, I think Everton, honestly, is pretty impressive. And I think, uh, I think they'll get their points back, but – I think it's pretty impressive that they're still sitting sitting about out of the relegation zone at least right now. Yeah. Dylan, you wanna go ahead? Yeah, I think I think Villa making the top four is a lot more impressive. Just because everybody had such high expectations for the big six. You had people trying to say that Newcastle's breaking in. Everybody had a pretty strong summer from what it looked like mm-hmm. before the season kicked off and everything. And with Everton not that they're lucky, obviously. Like it's awful to have a points deduction, but it happened so early in the season, and it riled up the fan base, and it really like gave them a proper wake up call. And I think that's especially with Deitch, at like he plays and gets the fans into it a lot better than a lot of other managers in the league do. So obviously, credit to them and getting to the position that they're at now and already being safe from a 10-point deduction, but I think Villa cracking into the top four as of now is a lot bigger of a statement than them being safe. I think there's just a lot of time for Villa to bottle it. Well, and if I they, think if they, they make will. it, though, if they make it. That's, this is if, yeah, this is if yeah. they make it. They're play. not, but, you know, hey, theoreticals, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go ahead and say, or what? what's your guys' score prediction real quick? Um, at Goodison, at Goodison, yeah, Everton Villa. Uh, Everton one, Villa zero. Hmm. I'll go two one Villa. I'm gonna go one uh, 0 Everton too. I think that Villa. I mean, they they were so lucky to get that penalty. I think it was against Burnley mm-hmm. in the last minute. That was never a pen for me. And they've kind of they've been teetering on the edge. I think with Sheffield United, they. Got that goal last second to get a draw. Yeah. Uh, they, they've kind of been due a poor mm-hmm. result, so I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go a uh, little sneaky 2-1 Everton win. Dwight and Neil Bryce. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, and also I think that – I think Everton staying up is a little 
now that we're in now if you would ask me in the start of the year i would have said villa yeah uh, but i think everton's staying up now just because how poor the teams around villa have been i mean also how poor the teams around everton have been so you can make a case i guess for both sides yeah um, i was i was about to say, I think Villa make the top four is definitely more impressive because you think about the big six, the summers they had. I mean, with United finishing second last year, I think we all, if you would have made your predictions preseason, you would have them in the top four. Yeah. I mean, you, Chelsea, you definitely would have thought they would have improved. Liverpool, they did improve, but like you thought. And I think that you had all the big six in at least the top seven. And that yeah. other team would have been Newcastle because mm-hmm. they were great last year. And I mean... The first day, Newcastle beats Villa five one. Yeah, and it like it could be a long. Yeah, I was season. scared. Yeah. Um. So uh, I think Emery. I mean, from what and you know, I'm a huge Gerard fan, but what he did there to, with pretty much the same squad, what Emery's doing now, I think is definitely more impressive. And like Walker said, I mean, it's a long time left to see if they actually do finish there. But either way, I mean, I think. They're only behind City in the past calendar year on uh, the yeah. amount of points. So, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I think that's, I mean, and like y'all said, Daesh has done a great job, but like you said, having it early on, kind of rallying the fans, rallying the players, they've been able to prepare. And also the three relegation teams that came up, I mean, the gap, the gap is big. It looks like they're all going to be the three that go down. So I think if it was a different year where there's a better championship side, um, like in years past, then a finished 11th or 12th, that Everton would be going down. But I think that just because the other sides are so poor, that they'll, they'll be able to stay up. All right. Moving on to Man United versus Tottenham. Probably game of the weekend. Yeah. Um, United with the win can go level on points with West Ham until they play. Uh, next week and five points off of Spurs, who they would play. Um, well, Spurs with the win could go above the mighty Arsenal, their London neighbors, until Ooh. Arsenal play Crystal Palace in a week's time. Uh, I guess I'll start since this is my club. <laughs> yeah, 19. Uh, <clears throat> I think that. I've been saying it, and I'm just hoping I don't get clipped. But I think that United win, and I think that they win pretty, pretty comfortably. <laughs> as he go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, nah, I think we just have a lot of players returning from injury at the right time, whereas um, Spurs lost Son, and they also have lost Star and Basuma. And gain Timo. <laughs> but they did gain Super Timo Werner. Um, Wait, they also lost Eric Dyer. And yeah. He, yeah. Who <laughs> hasn't played? Eric No, but I think that United do win. I think it's just one of those games at Old Trafford that we uh, end up winning pretty comfortably. I'd go, uh, I'm going to go 3 0, and Anna gets a clean sheet Ooh. before he goes off the AFCON. Yeah, and that's it for me. Um, I'm going to go with the United win. It kind of is – I'm just getting the vibes of, like, the Chelsea game when Chelsea went. It seems like this is just United. They'll, they'll lose the next week, I promise <laughs> you. But it's just one step forward and two steps backwards, it seems like, with them. 
they actually played – I mean, that was a great game against Chelsea. Both teams just couldn't finish. But, I mean, it was a good – it was definitely a good watch. And I think this will be kind of the same. I think Werner will have a couple big chances and not put him away. I think Hoyland will have a couple big chances and not put him away. But I think he'll get one. And the, the there will be someone else that uh, will turn up. And I'm, I'm going for a 2-1. I'm going to go up. Uh, United, I don't think I think Spurs will go in away from home a little naive and just be open like they always are. And United have, even though they're not they're not great, they're not a bottom half side. They have enough quality to with the space that Spurs give them, they'll get chances. So I'm going to go United. Walk well, Um I'm gonna go. Uh, it's obvious, man, who I'm going for. United's gonna win, man. It's gonna be one no, nil. It's gonna be one nil. One nil to United. Oh god! One nil. That was so like United. Yeah, no, man. Let's just. I'm a man of. Uh, let's just say, yeah, United's winning one nil. Well, keep an eye. Oh wow! They just actually, I forgot they signed uh, that Romanian guy, yeah. Radu Dragasin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won't. He won't play though. I, I think it's too early. Will he have like? It might be like a work permit type thing as well. Yeah, he's got to get. Mm-hmm. Visa. Yeah, I hope he's still going to get his visa in because somehow he'll have an <laughs> awesome game at Old Trap. Yeah, just yeah. I don't know. I think it'll just be too much without Son and Madison. I don't think Werner. Yeah, makes Dylan. Yeah, I, I see. I I'm feeling a three to two. I think I think Ooh. Man United. Yeah, I think I'll go three two United. Yeah, come on, lads. I think that. Yeah, no, I think. <laughs> see. I think- that guy chose Tottenham over uh, the new center back over Bayern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's not going to play at Bayern. That's my thought process. Yeah, yeah I think um, Tottenham will be too open. Eric, Eric Dye is going to be tight this minute. <laughs> I think uh, one thing I will say, though, I think uh, Andrew's not a real Liverpool fan. Who goes for Tottenham – or who goes for uh, Man United over Liverpool? Or, because he's not lad beside him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't want to – for Tottenham, I'm smash. Trying not to be biased here. I, mean, I would have just gone down the list and just – I mean, that's what I'm just going to destroy Arsenal. There's <laughs> <laughs> Against United. <laughs> 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 All right, moving on into that Arsenal Crystal Palace match. Um, I'm gonna let you two have at it. We'll start with Walker, and then we'll go to Dylan. In okay. Um, I will say, <laughs> I think, um, you know, I think uh, we've had a tough patch of form recently, and I think uh, this game is really gonna be a redemption game for us. I think we're kind of gonna really get off the back foot on this one. I think. It, we're due for some goals, man. I mean, we've had such a high XG these past few games and just, I mean, can't find the back of the net. You've got Kai Havertz. Okay, <laughs> relax, man, relax. Hey, I've got Nunez too, so I've Anyways, But I also think uh, – <laughs> I also think that um, – I don't know. This was just one of my thought processes. It's like – this is a tough game for, um, I think Palace because I mean if they go if they come to uh, the Emirates and get absolutely smoked, I think Roy's job is under some fire. I mean they haven't looked great underneath him, and you know probably gonna get clipped for that. But you know, <laughs> I it think is I what it is. This comfortably as well. Honestly. Really, I just 
Dude, he hasn't done anything. I just I just don't see what like there's no change to the the game. They're not I mean, they've had a I guess a tad bit more chances, but they're a lot more open now. So it's like it's kind of a win lose, you know. Yeah. All right, Dill. He's yeah, also like think, eighty. Dude's on hey, his deathbed. Hey. Oldest manager ever in the He might go Roy Williams, he had a heart attack on the field. Jeez. Don't wish that on Roy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, obviously, no, no, Elisa, no, Ayu. It seems like there's nothing good to come out of this, but also (laughs) Arsenal, one win in seven. Like, you would have thought, you would have thought that one of those games would have been the one to turn it around. So, I mean, Roy is known known to be a little frustrating, man. I will say, though, it, yeah. I will say, though, we have had a tough patch of games in terms of, Teams. I mean, it's Liverpool twice. Played Villa as well. Okay, yeah, buddy. No, <laughs> don't even talk, son. You, you're yeah, at the I mean, top of your game right now. It doesn't matter who you're playing. You should be battering each team. And I mean, no, earlier, I mean, earlier I mean, against, I, I could see like because Roy. I mean, he's an experienced manager. He'll be telling his players like, listen, they have they've only won one and seven. There's a reason for that. Don't think that they're an invincible side. Um, and I think he'll. He'll at least get them to. I mean, they've shown that they're a little bit vulnerable at times and everything. So I think that he'll make it a physical, frustrating battle. That's, that'll be his goal is to have a low block. And I mean, there'll be some players on yellow cards. I bet Chris Richards picks one up and sets the first 15. <laughs> I did that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it'll just be one of those games. I think. I think Arsenal do come out on top. I think it, but it depends on when that first goal goes if it's if it's 15 minutes in it could be a really long afternoon for palace but i think palace could hold on until about 60 70 minutes and one goes in and then i mean it could even palace could even hold on to that and try and get one but i think if they let one up early then it could be a really long afternoon for palace we have seen already this season though with uh against liverpool i mean one no up against liverpool until iu gets sent off and they they went to the they went to the eddie head right and drew two to two. So I mean, so, they've been putting in, they've been putting in performances against the top teams. So they tied City at that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So who's to? I mean, who's to say? Yeah, happen. especially against the poor. I am. I am to say. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead. And say, I think that now's when you would rather be playing Arsenal than any other time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. See, the thing is, uh, I just saw Arsenal are in. Warm training in Abu Dhabi or something like that. So, for spirits are up, baby. For no reason. And now, yeah, for now, no reason whatsoever. (laughs) But now they're going back. It's an early kickoff. um, So I think that kind of does not help Palace. Palace also have to play in a game from now in between then um, against Everton in the FA Cup, depending on how what they put out lineup wise. I've kind of said it for a while. I think. Arsenal, you got to win this, and you got to win it pretty convincingly. But I'm going to go 3-0 Arsenal. Um, and I think Roy's boys are in a little bit of trouble, Mr. Roy. I would love Palace to come out and, you know, put a result in, maybe get a result. Um, but I just can't see it in any, I mean, any I'm, frame of I'm, mind. I'm an optimistic Liverpool fan saying I'd love for them to do something, but I just can't see it. I think yeah. Arsenal's, like, frustrations in the last seven weeks. Yeah. You might, you might be at the, you might be at the wrong end of that yeah. one. 
you might have just lasted a little too long there. It might yeah, have just caught the barring, the barring of. Game honestly screams at Eddie and Katia Hatcher. It's like the most. Arsenal thing. They batter five you know, Eddie and Ketia, hat trick, Rice will score, and they're the best team in the world. And Havertz will score. It'll be yeah, six yeah. nil. <laughs> Havertz brace and Ketia Hattie. And Saliba to score teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Walker up there, <laughs> down there. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> uh, Dylan, what was your final score prediction? Realistically, two 0 <laughs> Arsenal, but I'd love, I'd love to see no Schlub, no Hughes. Yeah, play Franca from the start and play Ozo. I mean, the man is like mm-hmm. mountain in the. He's got the same build as like Onana, basically in the middle. But yeah. since he's young and academy player, Roy is just like, mm, we'll save until the eighty-fifth minute. All right. <laughs> We're going to buzz through these next two games. We've got Brentford versus Nottingham Forest. This will be Tony's first game of action. Um, after, well, he's got the FA Cup game, but also this one. This might be the first game he starts, maybe, since they are at home against Forest. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just say Nottingham Forest are going to win. I think that uh, Brentford have just I – don't, I, I don't think they really got anything going for them. I think Forest – they're just weird pl- team to They're play weird. against. I don't really know. They, you know, they'll show up one game, they won't show up the next. But I'm gonna go Nottingham Forest win two to one, and I think Thomas Frank is close to getting chopped. And this is Tony's last game for Brentford. Wrecking to his Fabrizio. I'm gonna go uh, just because I haven't said one yet. This game just screams like a one-one draw. Just said. <laughs> <laughs> not great game. Gibbs White and like so I don't even know. I'm not. I'm. I don't want. I don't think Tony will score. I just he's. That's not gonna be that much of a fairy tale. But it'll be like Gibbs White or Alanga do something good. Or Dominguez. I think he's a decent player. Um, but then I mean, for, for they're they're not looking great. I think they might squeeze Mateus Jensen or something. He might squeeze a goal, but. Maybe a real, little sneaky uh, Roger Slev. <laughs> From right wing back. Yeah. All right, Dylan, walk real quick. Score prediction. What are we thinking? No, no. Nasty. Yeah. Nasty yeah. nothing game. You, it's just got it written. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with a 1-1 uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw as well. I I think Please. if it was at – I think if it was uh, – at Forest. At, uh, Forest, I think Forest wins about two 0 But I agree completely. Yeah. Forest away from home is not not the best team compared to. I, at home. I, I, honestly, I'd I'd back uh, Brentford if Viso was yeah. there and in Blum. yeah, in Blum. but I mean him leaving. I mean, I think that's just. I mean, Tony, I think isn't going to come straight in the side and make an impact. I mean. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't get clipped. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get clipped here. Yeah. I don't think he does. I think that's a huge loss for Brentford yeah. um, with him going. So, I think they're going to have a tough time, tougher time than people kind of think. All right. Moving on to Sheffield United hosting West Ham. Uh, West Ham could be without Bowen, Paqueta, and 
Kudus. Uh, they will definitely be without Paqueta and Kudus. Uh, Bowen has popped up here recently with the injury. Um, I'm, I've called it since Kudus left, and they haven't looked the same. But I'm going to go Sheffield United 1, West Ham 1. I think they get out of there. I think they get at least a point. Um, I think if there was to be a shock result this weekend, it'd probably be, well, there's still one more coming up. Um, Sheffield United could win. Um, but, yeah, now nah, I'm going to go Sheffield United 1, West Ham 1. That's it. Walker, you're up, son. Um, I'm going to go, uh, see, as much as I would love for the Hammers to lose, I, I'm going to go for a 1-0 no win. Hammers sneak one by. I think it's a late one, too. I think it's probably in between the, uh, like, 70th, 80th minute. It, it also is at Sheffield, by the way. Yeah. 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 If it was at, yeah. But, yeah, that's my thought. I'm going to go for a 1-1. One, one. Um, I think Chris Wilder's made him a little bit more difficult to play against. Um, and at home, I mean, I don't think they'll win. That's, that's a little bold. But West Ham, I mean, you know, they like to play on the counter and stuff. I don't think they'll be too used to being the side that completely dictates possession and breaks down a low block. They're good on the counter and everything. And no Bowen, no Kudus kind of, and Pateta to kind of play that final ball or make that final touch. I think they may find it a little bit more difficult than they think. So I'm going to go for a 1-1. Dylan? Uh, yeah, I like what you're saying there with how West Ham's usually the one to sit off, not the one to have to dictate play and try and pull a team out. So I think Sheffield at home, if there's ever a time, it's yeah. now. Yeah. If there's ever a time, it's now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, All I right. think that Oh, passion. I know a lot about that. Passion. You know, I did love that. <laughs> Right, moving on to Bournemouth versus Liverpool. Andrew, take it away, son. Um, yeah, uh, I honestly think this could be a really tricky game. We uh, Bournemouth's a tough place to go. It's, I think the stadium just kind of is built around where if you don't play well in the first 30 minutes, the crowd can kind of get on your back, and uh, they'll know that that's how they frustrate Liverpool. Um you're going to have to have some players step up with um, Shabazai won't be back. Obviously, Indo, Salah gone, Asian, and Afcon. Um, Van Dyke, I mean, he he looked the worst of the two against Fulham. Kwanzaa came in and played great against Arsenal. Um, Kanate has been really good the past couple games, but um, apparently he was really sick and demanded <laughs> that he played. And Klopp is kind of iffy on it, and he didn't have a great game against Fulham, but... Hopefully he's feeling better and everything, and he'll be back this best. But Solanke, Solanke, he's a he's a striker. I really like him. So um, also, I did. I don't know if you guys know this. We have a buyback clause on Solanke, so for thirty million, which could wow. could be. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, it could be a cheeky little summer thirty million. Yeah, um, Michael Edwards masterclass on that one, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think we Good still man. I think we still scrape it out. I'm gonna go for a two nil. Um I think McAllister has actually come back in the side since his injury and uh he, he's played really, really well. I think Curtis Jones keeps his spot and he's gonna he doesn't really do any the flashy stuff um most of the time unless he's mugging off Ben White. <laughs> <laughs> but uh 
<laughs> he, he just keeps it keeps the ball moving, does the right things at the right time. So I think, and also um, the other day, Grabenberg had a really really strong start to the game. I thought the first ten minutes he was looking really really good, and for about fifty minutes after that, he looked horrible. Um, <laughs> he's been one of those players where he's come on and he's looked great, and then he's come on at times and look look not so good. So he's going to have a big, I think, a big part to play with our midfield injuries and stuff. And also people forget we've got good old Tiago coming back in a couple of weeks. And I think he could be a, a little, a little cheeky addition that people forget about just in, especially a possession based team like Liverpool, keeping that tempo uh, ticking with players being gone, but I'm, I'm going to go for a two nil um, not dominating. I think it's going to be difficult. We get one maybe in just before half or 50th minute or something like that and get one. 70th minute or later, but I think it'll be diffi- more difficult than the scoreline kind of shows at 2-0. I'm going for a 2-0. Dylan, going on? I think I think it'll be a fun little... Uriel and Klopp both have their identities on how to press, so I think that they'll both kind of be end-to-end. Not so hectic and everything, pretty controlled and thought out, but I think that Liverpool just has a little too much firepower in their squad, and Bournemouth is kind of falling off of their purple patch of form. So, I could see yeah. a, I could see a three to one Liverpool win. Yeah, wouldn't put it past us to concede. We're not, we haven't been great at clean sheets. I was pretty surprised we got out of the Emirates with a clean sheet. To be honest, we always concede at least one. <laughs> Wolf, you want to go ahead? Um, you know, I think, uh, I don't know, man, maybe this is my delusion playing into, uh, after losing to, uh, Liverpool, but, you know, I think, uh, I think Bourne with sneak out with a, uh, 1-1 draw. I think, uh, I think Solanke gets a cheeky goal in, like, probably the 30-something minute. Liverpool get one back late. I'm um, definitely not that, that confident about this. But, uh to most if we were to play any other side, honestly. I'd be more confident playing to Chelsea United than I would be a Bournemouth at this time. Yeah. I just I, my my big thing is is who's gonna score. That's that's the big thing with Liverpool. It's been solid really creating everything. So I really want to see how how they do without him, especially in Premier League setting. Yeah. We we played uh, Bournemouth away at the Cup and we won on some late goals um, in the Carabao Cup. Gakpo and Nunez scored. Nunez actually scored a worldy that day. That dude. Um, but was I that that crossbar down? No, he. It was like <laughs> Trent played a great ball out to him on the Just left, and he yes. miscontrolled it. Almost, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> almost goes out for a throw, and he goes. Tracks it down, beats the player outside of the box, and just curls it top end from about twenty five yards. <laughs> they also just Nunez in the clip. <laughs> yeah, they all, you all were also you also got a man sent off and still won the game. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with a born myth win two two one because wow. I think this is set up for <laughs> Liverpool right here. Liverpool just not being able to do the business without. Big wing Mo Salah. Mo um, Salah. I just think Liverpool on the road, they concede. I mean, in Bournemouth, I think I think they went through their bad patch and then they had the FA Cup this weekend where they didn't play that many starters. They played a few. Uh, Solanke was rested. So, 
I don't know. I just think this has kind of a Bournemouth win written all over it, or at least getting a point out of it. Um, it really will test to see. I think if Liverpool win this, I think if we win it comfortably, it's, it's a real, yeah. it's a real uh, sign to the rest of the league that we're serious yeah. title contenders. I can agree. If with we that. get a, if we get a three or a four nil, I think it's, it really puts the rest of the league on notice. Yep, I can agree, especially with no mo. <laughs> All righty, moving on. Brighton versus Wolves. Um, we'll just make score predictions here. Not really much to talk about. Yeah. Um, Wolves could jump into the European spots if they do win. Uh, Wolves are fun. They're definitely making it. This is know. at the Amex, right? Yeah, at the Amex as well. Uh, this this win could make it five straight against Wolves for Brighton uh, wins. I'm going to go with my first draw, 1-1. One, one. Um, I feel that, uh, you know, I think that Brighton have been without Matoma for a little while now, but Wolves without Hichan Huang uh, due to the Asian Cup could uh, affect them a little bit more compared to uh, Brighton. So I'm going to go 1-1. I just think I'm leaning more toward the Brighton win probably just because they're at home, but 1-1. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Brighton win, Jal Pedro, Brace, uh, I think, without without Huang. I think Cunha is a really good player. Um, I think he kind of gets overlooked sometimes, but I don't think that they have enough goal threat. Is, is Neto back? Yeah, he is. He, he is, is back. back. That's, that's big for them. I don't know. I'm either If he plays, I think if he, uh, if he plays a good amount of minutes, that could be a 1-1, but if not, I'm going to go for Brighton 2-0. Dylan Walker. Dylan will yeah. first. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Wolves two one. I think Neto being back for them is good and they've had some more not fringe players, but they've had like Sarabia. He's had more of a run into the team and shown his quality and I think that Brighton right now, no Matoma, no Adingra. And I think they're just short a couple players going forward and Gary O'Neill and the way that Wolves team is set up very athletic and cover space well, and I think they'll be able to sort of nullify Deserby ball and be able to hit them on the counter too because Brighton still, I mean, I've always thought that if you just are able to counter them or actually attack and don't just like sit off and let them pass and pass and pass, that they're fragile. Yeah. Yeah. Walk, you want to go ahead? Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to follow up with uh, Dylan. I think uh, 2-1 win for the Wolves. I think, uh, I think they're a very solid team. I think they're under overlooked sometimes. Um, I mean, they are pretty inconsistent, but I think they have a very, very strong squad. And, you know, when they put the pieces together, they're very threatening. And, you know, I think I think right now, I think they could do it against Brighton at, at the MX. Brighton are sneaky in, in seventh. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're on even on points with United, they've got a better goal differential. I think just the standards that everyone kind of set of them last year, playing just so good, especially against the top six, that they've kind of gotten overlooked to a point. But, I mean, they're four spots ahead of Wolves when it comes down to it. I mean, they're only three points ahead, but um, that range is real tight there. But, I mean, uh, that that result against Tottenham kind of is what I'm going off here mm-hmm. just because I don't know if that was their last game at home in the Prem, but they looked great that day. And yeah. against a – Kind of open side. I'm not saying Wolves will be, but um, they, they can almost go up against anyone. So, uh, I'm uh, yeah, going right. 
Alrighty, well that wraps up game week twenty one. We will now go into Walker and Andrew's team of the season so far. We will start with Walker if you want to go ahead and list your team from goalkeeper. All right. I think um I don't know. I think it's a uh, pretty obvious for the most part in terms of who is the best in, in most positions. Um but I'll start off with goalkeeper. I think Allison is probably I mean he's he's playing he's I mean Best team in the league right now. Best defense in the league right now in terms of uh, <laughs> the best uh, defense in the league based off of the numbers. Um, so I think it's just obvious, Allison, and he's always a rock back there. I mean, you sh- I mean against uh, against Liverpool in the FA Cup. I mean, I mean he, he was a he was their rock every time uh, we got a chance on goal. Um, um, then I'm gonna start on the back line. I'm gonna go to the right back. Uh, I think Trent. Trent's probably been, I mean, by far the best right back in the Prem's. Not really close. Not it's not much to uh, really debate. Um, same with uh, I feel like Saliba and VVD. I feel like those two have been pretty solid in the back. Um, I mean, you could give maybe a couple other players a shout, but I think Saliba definitely, in my opinion, my opinion is slightly biased, but I think Saliba's. <laughs> Definitely been the best defender in the Prem, at least center backs wise, um, this season. And then uh, left back, I kind of I don't really have a, a real left back, but an inverted left back. Uh, I have Pedro Poor. I feel like he's been pretty solid for um, Tottenham this year, and he has touched the left back position. So I don't know if I'm cheating on that, but no, I, I just I just don't see many left backs that have been great this year. I mean, you could say Digne. Um, but he's been injured, so it's not. He hasn't very had a real consistent run of form. Um, Pedro Porras, I, I rate him a lot. I like him. Um, and then go to go in the midfield. Um, I have three DMs, uh, which is pretty funny. I feel like there hasn't been many uh, amazing attacking midfielders this year, but Rice and Rodri are just the rock of both City and Arsenal's midfield. I mean, I feel like if either of those guys are gone. The teams just aren't the same. Um, and then I think Douglas Luiz is – I would say he's more of a DM, but he, he contributes a lot offensively. And he's – every single time he's been out, which is – I mean, not not often, but he's been out a couple games because of uh, yellow cards. But they just haven't looked the same in the middle without him. Um, so – and then I'm going to go my th- three up front. Uh, the most obvious, which is the player of the season so far, Salah. That's pretty obvious. And then um, Ollie Watkins up front and then Sun on the left. Um, I think Ollie, he hasn't been uh, as prolific of a scorer as he as he tends to be, uh, but he's he's really, uh, I don't know, he's, he's playmaking this year. You know, he's kind of showing that he's got a little bit of diversity um, in his game, and I think he's been very solid. And then Sun's just kind of carried Tottenham on his back with, his goal scoring and uh, abilities this year, which I wasn't expecting at the start of the year. I thought he was going to be horrendous. It's, it's really, it really hurts to put two Tottenham players, but I had to go unbiased. <laughs> I really wanted to put Sal or Saka, but yeah, you just can't. <laughs> you just can't, especially after the. Fact. He doesn't play left wing either, so it's like, yeah. Um, I went. Pretty, pretty similar. Um, I mean, I could have, I think if you're just basing it off of 
team of the seeds and then based on the expectations and everything, I think Vicario has a shout. I think he's been great coming in um, to Spurs. But, I mean, if you're going on the best player, um, it's Allison. He's just year in, year out, the best keeper. I think he's the best keeper in the world, saves us. I mean, last year when we were just wide open defensively, I think was the real example. He just showed how good he was and kept us in, I mean, so, so many games. Um, Trent, I think, I mean, I think up until maybe the start of December, maybe Trippier would have had a shout, but his past month and a half, he's been horrible. Um, Walker, he's just, he's just kind of solid. He does a job. He doesn't really, he knows his role. He gives it to the better players in the sense of creating. Um, defensively, he's definitely better than Trent, but I think Trent, just his all-around game this year, just kind of speaks for itself. Um, Van Dyke and Saliba, I think those just pick themselves. They've kind of, I mean, you wouldn't have any other center backs. Um, if you're making a team, they're just dominant. They can play the ball. They're athletic. Really everything you want from a center back. Um, and a left back, I maybe would have gone to Stupignon before he got injured. But um, I, I like the Poro shout just because there hasn't been that many great left backs. I think Pedro Poro has been better than Udogi. But um, I think Udogi just in the sense that no one really knew him before the start of the season, he wasn't really a known commodity and he came, he's come in and he's played in my opinion, he's been dangerous on that left side for Spurs um, and just kind of an unknown quantity before the year. So I've been pleasantly surprised in the sense, I think he's played really well. Um, moving on to midfield, I think Rice and Rodri, like Walker said, they're the, they're the two that just like Saliba and Van Dyke, you're going to pick them. Um, you see, especially with Rodri, the drop in quality when he's out of the team. Um, I don't – correct me if I'm wrong, Walkers. Rice even missed a game. I mean, he's been um, – like, Yeah, I think I think he uh, – yeah, no, I don't think he's missed a game uh, yeah. so far. He's he's just been an 8 out of 10 every week, it seems like. When yeah. Watching, um, even when Arsenal hasn't played well, um, he's played well. So, um, like, even that Fulham game I was watching, um, I mean, that was – the West Ham game, you guys dominated, and, uh, I mean, they got two kind of counterattack goals. But with the Fulham game, I just thought, like, that was the worst game by far and uh, didn't really create much and didn't really look too much of a threat. But even in that game, I thought he was by far the best player on y'all's team. So just in terms of consistency, an 8 out of 10 every week, he's he's got to be in there. And then I'm going for kind of a 10 – Rice and Rodri sitting, but I'm putting Cole Palmer um, come in to Chelsea. Been by far their best player. Um, I think everyone knew he was talented, but thought that – I think a lot of people thought that City got the better deal on that side, offloading him for $45 million and at the time. But it looked to be a pretty good deal for both sides. He was too good to be sitting on the bench and not really getting minutes at a young age and – Chelsea is something that they needed, so it's working out for. And I mean, obviously, Cole Palmer, he wants to play, but he's been he's been really good. I've enjoyed watching him. And then my front three is the same: um, Salah, Watkins, Son. Son's kind of played through the middle, so that's he. I mean, he always plays out on the left in years past, so yeah. that's not really that unfair to pick him. And I mean, obviously, Holland is one of the top goal scorers, but I think Watkins. I mean, Holland just is Holland, but Watkins, I think everyone's been impressed by everything that he's done, and he deserves a shout. So, and then Salah, I think, is, yeah, 
he's got to be in there. Um, but yeah. Moving on here to our last couple things, which are just a few questions from people um, through the Instagram. First, we'll start. The first one is from Carson Powell. Yeah. Uh, he wants to know who is the best player from outside the big six in the prim currently. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start and <clears throat> keep it pretty simple. Uh, big Dom Solanke. I think that he's probably been the best player outside of it, especially for how much he's overperforming for Portland. Are we, are we saying the top six or the big six? The big six. So, okay. so Villa's outside of it. Okay. No, yeah, that's, that's what I'm wondering. All those players, yeah. So basically the big six will be United, Arsenal, um, Liverpool, Liverpool, Tottenham, Tottenham yeah. City. Got it. This is one. Wow, I can't wait to watch this back. Liverpool. Chelsea. Not Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big six club. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so outside of those teams, that's who you can pick from. Uh, I'm going to go, I think, Douglas Louise. I think he could, uh, just in terms of, like, best overall player, I think he could go into any almost any team in the world and do a job for him. Um Ollie Watkins definitely up there, but I don't think he has necessarily the quality that some other, like, the best, the best nines have. Um, but I think Douglas Luiz, um, he could kind of get into any team and do a job. I think at Liverpool, he'd be great there. Arsenal were after him last year. I think he'd be great there. Um, yeah, he's just a player that I think kind of no matter what side you put him in, he'll, he'll do a job. So I'm going to go for Douglas Luiz. Walker? Um, you know, that was that was probably my first shout. I'm I'm a since uh, he said that I'm gonna go a different route, and I'm just gonna kind of go based off of what I would really like a player that I would choose at Arsenal. Um, who knows? I mean, I think if he was at Arsenal, I think he'd produce much more than he does now. But I think Pedro Neto would be yeah. a massive shout for one of the best players, most talented players in the uh, in the Prem. I mean, he's he's a little underrated. I mean, I mean, obviously everyone knows his quality, but I think he's a little underrated in terms of he's produced in a Wolves team that hasn't produced in the past in terms of goals, and he produces at a high rate for them. So, I think that's, that'd be my choice. I think he could do a little Jota job, like how Jota did, like same mm-hmm. thing at Wolves, and now he's at Liverpool and he's producing at a higher rate just because of the players and the system around him. And I think. Like what you're saying with that. Dylan? Yeah, I, I'll, gosh, take, um, this is yeah I'll take I'll take Walker's logic and raise it one level <laughs> with Michael Elise. Yeah. Uh, just has to be. No yeah. no further explanation is needed. I mean, he's going to the top. You could put him in any side in the world, in my opinion, right now, and he doesn't look out of place. Love that. Yeah. Love that. All right, boys. Well, Until he's that... sitting behind the guy who's soccer on the bench every game. <laughs> Oh, no, he's coming to the United, at least. No, nah, we'd place. put him at the 10. He'd probably come in for a Cook. Odegaard. Odegaard captain comes out of the game every game. Makes no <laughs> sense, but okay. All right, and one more question we got. And the last one, who will get the Champions League spots? I'm going to go ahead and do mine. Doesn't have to be in order. Yeah, it doesn't have to be in order. Just We're going to do five. We're going to go on hoping that the Premier League gets five teams in the Champions League. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and do City. 
Liverpool, Arsenal. Yeah, those last two. Those last two were the real ones that. Um, I don't. Do it. I'm gonna go Spurs just because I think that they just they have legitimately nothing to focus on, um, and if they get bounced from the FA Cup, then they are just in the Premier League. Um, I think Villa's got a little that they're focusing on in the Europa League, um, their Conference League. Uh, so, and then the fifth team. Screw it. I'm going to get United. Come on, United. <laughs> uh, I think, I don't know. I think that, you know, this is me being a delusional United fan. <laughs> but I think that with all the players we got coming back, I think that we go on a mini run here and, you know, try and force some hands. And, yeah, I mean, all we're in is the FA Cup. So, you know, being in only two competitions – and having Casemiro, I think Martinez being back is just going to be humongous for us. So, um, yeah, but those are my five. I'll run through them again real quick. City, Arsenal, Liverpool, <clears throat> Tottenham. United. Because we love United. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. I think that for the most part, we're going to have Liverpool, City, Arsenal in all of ours. Um, and... Um, I'm going to go same, Liverpool City, Arsenal, and those. And uh, I'm going to go Spurs. I think they'll they'll finish fourth. Um, and then I do I do think that Aston Villa creep up into that because I think Emery, although they are a Europe, like he's a European manager and everything, I think that he knows the worth of getting in the Champions League over – because if you win conference, you're just in Europa. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily – uh, there's not a huge incentive for them to go and win that competition when if they're doing and keeping up with their form that they have been in the league, they should be getting that regardless. Um, so I'm going to say I think Spurs with Madison coming back and um, their center backs, because I think in the first part of the year you could make an argument that Romero and Vanderven were for the first when they were both health, healthy before that Chelsea game, they were looking like one of the strongest center back pairings. So I think that they can go on a little run, especially with, I mean, nothing else to focus on. Um, and then I think Villa fall off some, but I think they stick around enough. I think it's, it's between them and United. I don't think Brighton, West Ham, or Newcastle, and definitely not Chelsea, will be around there. So I think it's, it's between, it's between uh, Villa. Villain United, and that that result at Old Trafford a couple weeks ago, where United came back, could be could be very telling come the end of the season. We'll see. Walker, um, I think uh, I think the top five is just gonna stay as it is right now. Uh, what Andy chose, I think I think they're just kind of uh, I think it's just kind of like at this point that top five is just kind of a tier above everyone else in terms of form and just. Yeah, levels I mean, right now. I think United could probably make a run for it. Um, I just think it's a little tough. I think if they get find everyone healthy and they find a little bit of attacking form, I think they could be could challenge it. But I just I just don't see that happening. So I think, yeah, I think the top five would just stay the same. Dylan, um, I don't know. I I want to <laughs> say I want to stick with the top five that it is right now, but I can see both United and Newcastle. That's such a... Newcastle, like- Newcastle got bounced from all competitions, right? 
do up. Uh, Did they finish bottom of the group or no? Who? Newcastle? Newcastle out of everything but the FA Cup and the Premier League. Yeah. I think same with United. I think that plays a huge favor into their hands. And I could see them with getting players back to full fitness. I think the Uniteds. Yeah. (laughs) I think they could make a serious push, but I don't I I I don't know who's gonna be the team to fall off. Because I think Spurs have already gone and strengthened in January. Villa maybe has a second half collapse, but yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, always, talk, I don't, I don't yeah. believe Villa, but I mean, they're three points off the top right now, so it's kind of hard to yeah. go against <laughs> yeah. that, though. That's my thought process. Over halfway throughout the season, yeah, it's kind of hard to go against them. I just feel some teams are due for an injury. Like I think. I think Liverpool not having Mo for a little bit, Trent being out, I don't know how long. Um, I know they said three weeks, but you never know with the knee injuries. You know, it could always get worse. Um, they do have, a, I mean, a decent, a pretty good run-in for them. Yeah. They play us. That could be a really big game of the title. The second last game of the season, Villa at home against Liverpool. Mm. That will be big. <laughs> that could be big. That's a toughie for y'all. No, I'm not, I'm not going to be looking forward to that if we're like one point ahead Hey, man, think about this, man. Ours last year, it was uh, Newcastle. <sighs> Had an absolute stinker, too. Yeah. Just blew well, our chances. Football, you <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, it looks like that wraps up the second podcast. Yeah, um, boys. I think it was pretty good. Two. Uh, Daylight lights. Yeah, boys. Peace. Out. Tarum. <laughs>